You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast here on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am your host, but I am also the editor-in-chief of our website. It is greatgeekrefuge.com. Lots of great articles, lots of great podcasts, tons of things to keep you entertained for hours and hours on end. Joining me for this episode of our podcast, I have the two integral co-hosts that we have on every episode of At The Diner. Uh, we've got in co-host seat number one, fresh off of Baltimore Comic-Con. I'm sure there's going to be an episode of The Overflow all about this. You know him, oh, yes. you love him. There's music that you can find by this man. He does nerdcore to a level that should make anybody else who does nerdcore embarrassed to even call themselves nerdcore rappers. Because he's like, like there's, there's like... Like the, this level, like down here where, you know, you got like somebody who makes a reference to Mario. No, he's way above that. He's making references to Golden Sun and shit. Yeah, this guy. His name is MC Brooks. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> We've also gotten co-host seat number two. You know him, you love him. You might've run into him at a comic book shop before, especially if you're in the Northern Virginia area. You might've asked him, you might've been talking to yourself out loud and said, huh, I wonder if there's looks any good and he's like do you want a recommendation or are you just talking to yourself because he would ask you because he's polite god damn it he's a well-versed expert i would say yes an expert because we've given him his professor status here when it comes to all things comic books geeky nerdy culture tv movies all of those sorts of things and god damn it he's a great artist as well his name is james rambo i have so many fucking dvds and blu-rays like god damn it we're we're pushing like 550 at this point. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> I'm not. I just but I I had to pack them up last night, and they're they're so fucking many. It's going to be here forever. Did you get rid of any of them, or? Uh, I'm probably going to drop down a couple. Um, mm. but it's not to to like streamline what I got. It's just to get rid of shit that I'm not going to watch again, yeah. so I can buy more. Yeah. 
<laughs> because there will always be more. Yes. I was looking at, at fucking new cabinets and shit for uh, uh, for the new place uh, uh, last, like very late last night um, and managed to find like some fucking movie nerd on YouTube being like, these are the best cabinets to buy fucking Blu-rays. Um, I mean, and it, it, they seem pretty legit, but the problem is they're they're not really designed like they're designed for Blu-rays. So it's modular, but it's only partially modular. So at a certain point, like one of the shelves doesn't move, so you'd end up with a weird shelf. And the problem is Blu-rays are shorter than DVD cases. Um, on top of the fact that if you have like any kind of like a special edition Blu-ray, that's not going to be standard Blu-ray size, and blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, I ran into that recently too because I was shifting around things and noticed that they it was it was irritating to me because they didn't all line up and like, yeah, it's not good, not good for somebody who's OCD like that. So, yeah, <laughs> guys, let's talk about something that I would say. Hmm, it's the first DC movie I've watched in a while that I wasn't walking away from with a million things that I had wrong with it that had a ton of things where i was like yeah okay it was all right but let me list off these fifteen thousand things that i didn't like about it um and that movie's black adam so we'll we'll, we'll kick this off because all three of us have seen it at this point we're going to talk through it there's tons of news so there's tons of spoilers if you haven't seen it and you want to be like surprised by shit that's going to happen don't fucking listen sorry like yeah come back come back yeah, after yeah, yeah. spoilers fucking spoilers Save it for another episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, come back. We'll, we'll it'll still be here. Um, I liked it. I really did. I enjoyed it. It was it was enjoyable. Um, it was there were some flaws, sure. Um, I still think that the rock I can't the rock falls into the same category as Arnold Schwarzenegger, as Jeff Goldblum, as Kevin Costner like those sorts of actors where when I see them in something there, it's not the role. They're the person like, Hey, look, there's Hawkman. Hey, look, there's Dr. Fate. Oh, look, there's the rock dressed as uh, black Adam. Like he's always going to be the rock. Like, and it's not a fault of his, you know, he's in all these movies. He does all sorts of shit. And like, it's not his fault. It's just like, he's always the rock. And, and this is just my perspective on this. Um, it was still fun though. I, I enjoyed it. it. It was it was an interesting movie. Um, I like what it did. Um, I have a ton of questions about like timeline and continuity and, and shit like that, but that's not that big a deal to me because I just wanted a good story. Um, and I felt like I got a pretty decent story. Uh, some of it didn't make any fucking sense, but like we'll we'll talk about that in detail here. Um, but overall, if you're asking me for my review on this, I'm also the easiest reviewer on our fucking panel here. So, like, I'm telling you, yeah, go see it, man. It's fun. If you want to see some dope-ass action scenes, go see this movie. Um, if you want to see Pierce Brosnan give a performance I didn't think he would ever give because I didn't think he was ever going to be in, like, a, a like a legit superhero movie like this, um, yeah, go see it. Pierce Brosnan fucking killed it in this movie. I enjoyed the shit out of him as Dr. Fate. Um, yeah, and the, and the Rock was... The Rock was The Rock, but, like, you know, he does action shit well. So I, I enjoyed this. Um, we'll start with... Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of who do we want to go to first because I know. Yeah, let's go with um, let's go with Rambo because I know that you have some thoughts about this. Um, and then MC, you can pick up uh, after Rambo. But Rambo, what did you think of Black Adam? 
I think I might be the harshest critic, but even I was like, it was all right. The end. Like, <laughs> like it's I. <laughs> Yeah. It 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 really taps into my um my feelings of being an elder millennial because I watched it and, and actually I went and saw it with Phil and we're talking about it um and we were both like that feels like a pretty decent pre MCU superhero movie yeah um it didn't blow my mind the action sequences were good. Uh, I thought fucking Dr. Fate looked amazing. Looks I liked so everything good. involving Dr. Fate. Um, but, uh, and like, Hawkman looked fucking awesome. Um, uh, weirdly, all the dialogue from Adam Smasher was really good, but the dialogue in general was not especially good. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how much of that was Noah Centeno's just like, or Centeno's just like, um, general, like, ability to deliver those those uh, uh uh lines um i appreciate that we got to see you know black and brown superheroes i um i think as far as like it's rare that a movie that is in development hell for that long comes out and is good like legitimately good yeah true it tends to end up being too many cooks it tends to be um a lot of um overworking and uh under delivering um and you know all things considered i thought it was all right uh would i have appreciated black adam being more of an asshole yes uh but like more aggressively so like the th one of the things that bugged me was like why are you flying through walls, man? Like doors exist, and they even make a joke about yeah, it. Like, see it. <laughs> like, so you're just so you're just being a prick. Like, not even like in a fun way, just as like kind of an apathetic asshole. Um, also, how the fuck did he learn English? What the hell? Like that? Like. That really bothered me. <laughs> it, it, it totally took me out of the movie because, like, when he first shows up, he's speaking, I don't know, Kandaki, like, or whatever yeah. language he's speaking. And I was like, oh, cool. So there's going to be something like that makes total sense because why would he know English? And then just like the next time you see him, he's just speaking English and no one says anything about it. And Phil had a great fucking no prize response, which is like, oh, uh, Wisdom of Solomon. I'm like, oh yeah, that would have been a great throwaway line just to be like, yeah, he's he just uses powers like, and he yeah. listened to people around him and he learned how to do it like like fucking Thirteenth Warrior. Um, yeah, the the producers actually confirmed that that uh, very recently. Uh, they, like, they they say the wisdom of Zahudi is is basically what it is. The okay, Zahudi, god yeah, of magic, that's right. Uh, magic knowledge and art. Um, that, that 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 that's basically what it was but they they did that in an interview with collider that was that's not something that's like that it would have been great if that were in the movie and it would have taken literally a single conversation like three lines between two characters and that would have covered that 
and it's not like it, it didn't ruin the movie for me or anything but it's just like it's it's the kind <laughs> of thing popcorn down and you walked out you're like fuck like, this fuck this movie um <laughs> apparently i heard something about like a mid-credit scene whatever um <laughs> but, wait there was uh, a mid-credit scene <laughs> <laughs> but so so actually you know that right there is kind of a good example of the the little details that the movie is lacking like if you if you included more uh, of that kind of stuff so i had uh, to cut you off with uh, one other thing with the producers too is apparently in the original cut there was a there was a scene to explain it but it was cut it was uh taken out when they were trying to get the runtime down so they like, did they did do something for it apparently of all the things to cut down like you didn't have to lose that you could have lost some of the scenes with that fucking kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, like it, it feels, it feels like there are, are little um, kind of personal touches and details that are lost that make a lot more sense and, 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 and really would kind of flesh out the character. Um, and yeah, it's not, like I said, it's not a bad movie, but it's not especially good. It's a, it's a decent enough superhero movie. Uh, pre-MCU. The problem is we now have the MCU, so we know what, like, top-tier superhero movies are supposed to be. And so when you watch that, you're like, yeah, it's it okay. Um, so it ends up being it ends up being going from, like, like good or decent to, you know, like a C-. minus. Um, the Rock is The Rock the whole time. There's no getting around that. Um, I'm glad he didn't rock bottom somebody because I did. I was like, he's gonna rock bottom somebody. <laughs> it's coming. I think we're far enough outside of wrestling that we're we're, we're done. I was waiting for the people's eyebrow, um, <laughs> and and we never got it. Um, and he could have. There, I mean, like he, he very certainly could have. I'm glad that he's not doing that. Like <laughs> he, he didn't refer to himself in third person the whole time. Well, Black he, Adam he says did not. Um, it would have been funny as shit if he did though. But, yeah. I I. I feel like a lot of this kind of stuff is things that are going to be fixed going forward because of the next thing we're going to be talking about. So yeah, it's okay. It's not, not it's not a terrible movie. I don't regret going to see it. Then again, I paid for the fucking AMC A list thing, so it was a free ticket for me. Um, so yeah, if you if you want my recommendation, if you're okay with a movie that will not change your life, um, and you're comfortable going to the theater, go watch it. It's, it's a good time. Yeah. But if you're in any way like, you know, is this the movie that I want to risk it for? No, it's not. Give it like two months. It'll be on HBO Max. Master Cheezer Brooks, what say you? I'm trying to think, didn't they change that rule? I think they're not putting movies on HBO Max anymore. Well, they're, so they're not doing the they're not doing the. And like, they're, 40... they're not doing theatrical release. Yeah. Oh, then okay, that's what it is. Yeah, they're not doing the 40-day thing, but they're definitely going to be putting them on... Um, I mean, like, that's, that's the first place it's going to go. Okay. Yeah, when it, yeah. yeah, when it comes to uh, 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 streaming, it's going to be it's gonna go on HBO Max. But they're just not doing the... Like, I, th I think the Batman was the last one where it had the, like, 40-day or 45-day or whatever the fuck their, um, their, like, window was of theatrical release to streaming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right, that's good to know. Um, as far as the movie, uh, I liked it. I, um, I've 
don't know about you, if you both feel this way, but the way that critics were talking about this movie, I felt like I watched a very different movie than the way people were talking about this movie initially, about it being like the worst superhero thing to ever exist. Yeah, what um, the fuck were they talking about? Yeah, like I, I was just very confused because I like you know like like over I guess overall I liked that there were certain things that I, you know, I had issues with, um, but I would like I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't blown away by the movie either, but it also wasn't like it's not the worst thing I've I've watched. Like, as I, so, like I was very confused. Like, is there a cut of this movie that apparently official critics saw, where everyone's acting is horrible, the action sucks, and like cause it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like the worst superhero movie I've, I've ever seen. It's, I don't even think it's the worst superhero movie that's come out this year. Morbius. <laughs> yeah, did they just Straight forget thing. about Morbius? I mean, like, but I, like, I, I, like, that that just had me very confused. But, but uh, that aside, like, I, I mean, I, I just generally speaking, you know, I really, I like the movie. Um, I think, you know, The Rock did like, you know, the stoic thing pretty decently for him. Uh, I know we've talked about like his acting ability on here uh, when we were uh, reviewing Peacemaker. Um, but yeah, like I thought, like I thought, his Seth Adam was was pretty decent. Um, I, I enjoyed the JSA. Um, I kind of wish they had given us a little bit more with them. Like, kind of, where have you guys been? Yeah, like, this is in, this is in continuity, right? Like, which, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure. Like, uh, with um, what's the dude from Justice League? Um, whatever his name is, I'm like pretty sure y'all could have been helpful. But I think that's the other thing too is I think we don't also don't really know where this falls in the timeline of the DC universes they're not they're not following it like I don't know when this movie takes place because if it takes place after Peacemaker then Amanda Waller being in this makes no sense because remember she got in trouble at the end of Peacemaker that's right and it was discovered that she was behind Task Force X and like all this other stuff with the butterflies. Well, I feel like it would have to take place beforehand. Yeah, before I mean, then, I mean, if she's if she's going to be if she's still going to have her role, um, uh, as a in, you know in charge, like yeah. When uh, um, fuck, I'm blanking on her name. Um, to in in the movie. Yeah, the Cyclone or no no no, no the no, Adriana. Say again, Adriana. No, in in when when they take Adam to the the facility, the Task Force mm -hmm. X facility, the blonde, uh, the blonde oh. from Peacemaker, um, she's the one who receives him. She's the one who like basically like takes the package off their hands. Oh shit, that was her. Yeah, uh, Jennifer Holland is the name of the actor. Oh, uh, uh, Harcourt, Harcourt, Harcourt. Harcourt. Yeah. yeah, Harcourt is the one who receives Black Adam uh, at the the Task Force X facility. I didn't even put two and two together. No shit. So I, I thought about it, but I thought she looked different. I thought she looked different for some reason, so I didn't put two and two together when I saw her. Well, I mean, she might have looked different for a reason, like to be like, yeah, oh, well, this, this also too signifies if this that takes this place. Is, yeah, yeah, this, this takes place earlier in the timeline. Yeah, that, that that actually does that makes sense then. Okay, well that that does clarify gives I guess some clarity as far as like when kind of this movie, excuse me, uh, takes place. But I mean, ultimately, like uh, I, I I did like the movie, and, and honestly. You know, we, we've said this every time we've talked about like how you can fix the DC, uh, how you can how the DC can fix their movie universe, which is we just need them to just make 
a solid movie. Like, mm-hmm. just just start there, and when you show that you can do the solid movie, then you can worry about filling out the universe and connect. You yeah. know, building those connecting points. Yeah. And so, I think just for just for that, with kind of everything that they've had, they've had going on. Um, I guess I guess not their best movie that came out this year. I mean, that will still be the Batman. But you know, like this movie was, it was enjoyable. I, I, I had a lot of, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, like I, I, I watch it again. It definitely got me excited to go see, to you know, see without to see the sequel. Um, but I did think a lot of the marketing, a lot of the marketing surrounding it felt kind of weird too, because like the Henry Cavill thing like they just kind of said it like the week before the movie came out yeah so, like most people went into it already knowing which then made me wonder well are some of the reviews are some of the positive reviews or the people or are people going to go see this not because they're they're actually going to see the movie itself are they going just for confirmation that it's henry in the post credit scene like found all that to be to be uh quite interesting but oh no it was a it was a it was a it was, it was a decent movie. Like I, I'd watch it. I watch it again. I gotta say that, like, as I mean, again, the movie was was fine. Like, I don't know if I would, I would need to watch it again, uh, per se. But I'm also not like a, a movie has to be like just absolutely like top tier for me to see it more than once. Um, like, unless I have it long, unless it's like on like a streaming service or something like that. But like, for the most part, the best part of the movie was when fucking Superman showed up. Like, <laughs> I. <laughs> And it's nothing against The Rock. It's nothing against Black Adam. It's nothing against any of the movie itself. It's just, I fucking love Superman. And the fact that he showed up and the fact that it was Henry Cavill made me absolutely giddy. And I was, because like, I felt like he needed, he deserves another shot to actually be Clark Kent slash Superman. And it's interesting too, because we've learned so much in like the last like couple weeks about like everything going on with that. Yeah, uh, like Walter Hamada, who just left DC, was apparently not a fan of, what? of him. Uh, he re- reportedly uh, said that apparently uh, said like Henry Cavill was too old to play Superman. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Walter Hamada can suck a dick. Is, yeah. It, yeah, and like he just it, like he like, and and also and this this actually ties into something I was I wanted to say earlier too, which is that like part of the the delay in this movie was also The Rock like trying to because he wanted Henry Cavill in this movie yeah and the brass at DC kept saying no the older the old brass at DC kept saying no and so like part of why like like part of uh part of why this movie took so long was because he was really he was really trying to just get get them to bring Henry back wow and he was he was he was very much fighting behind the scenes to try to, you know, say to, to, to bring him back, which is why also he had been making so many public statements about Superman for like the last year or so, like hoping to get like some public pressure on top of what, yeah. he, what he was uh, the kid, the, his conversations uh, behind the scenes. And I want to say, I think on an Instagram post, yeah, the, the, on the Instagram posts, uh, it actually might have been last Monday. I believe because it was it was right it was not long after the movie came out it was monday he went he said he wanted to give everybody the weekend to watch the movie yeah 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 in the instagram post i want to say he said that like he had spent like the last five years in particular like trying to negotiate this to happen 
Damn, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 it it's really wild, and I mean, it, it really is just a testament to like all of our suspicions that DC didn't really know what they were doing were true, because like I mean, the, the you know we the Rock is very much a, a volume shooter with you know his movies yeah. <laughs> with all the movies he does every year, yeah. and and like I mean, and, and it's, it's very obvious that he is very much a give the fans what they want kind of who the the fans want henry back so he wanted to fight to make that happen you know what though that that is the perfect description of this movie give the fans what they want this this was a paint by numbers action flick um superhero flick like it not not in a bad way like it was it was fine it was it was good it had all the things that you need for a good action flick just like every single movie the rock has been in like same thing with the comedies that he's in it, they're all like formulaic but you know who else does that fucking will ferrell and people love his ass like yeah it, it's it's not a bad thing you know if, again I've, I've used the term before if you got a cannon fire it you know if if you know you got something that's gonna work do it and like i'm glad that he's gone to bat but like the fact that Dwayne the Rock Johnson has to be the one that went to bat for Superman, like, what the yeah. fuck? What they've the fuck never, is... they've never understood no. what they need to do with that. They've never gotten it. No. It's... Like, the in making the first movie, and I'm, well, I don't mean Man of Steel. I mean Superman the movie. The producers were overreaching, and that's why Donner left. Like the 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 ending for the for, for the for the the theatrical ending for the first movie was supposed to be the ending for the second movie. They were filming them back to back, and he just got sick of their interference and he bounced. That's why the whole like like uh, uh, Superman two the Donner cut came out. Like that was what was originally supposed to happen. Yeah, has a completely different feel too because like the Salkin family added like all these like weird things. So like. If you watch Superman 2, if you watch the original version, not the uh, Donner cut, like there's like these weird like cartoon sound effects and shit. Like when um, Zod and his two minions are like destroying the city and like all of a sudden a guy's toupee gets blown off his head and like it makes that stupid like kazoo sound. That's them. And Donner's yeah. like, why the fuck are you doing this? And they're like, hey, it needs to be funny. And he's like, no, the fuck it doesn't. Like, Which I will say, uh, was it? yeah, not Quest for Peace. Superman 3 is my favorite of all the Superman movies. Um, the fucking Richard Pryor and like it's it's the most comic booky. It's the most like it feels like they hit the tone just right. Yeah. Um, and I don't care how many old head nerds get mad about that. Um, <laughs> Dude, there's some dark shit in that one too. Like when the fucking when the computer like like assimilates that. Woman. Yeah, That's you basically get Brainiac show up at the end of the movie, and yeah, it's yeah, yeah, and fucking Chris Reeves' performance as dickhead superman is so good yeah <laughs> like it doesn't even look like him that dude was a fucking chameleon oh and the, oh god when he's at the fucking olympics yeah. and they're just about to light the fucking like yeah, they have the torch they're just about to light the flame just <laughs> and just and flies away dickhead superman <laughs> what an asshole uh, oh, yeah. But I like I I think I I think that 
I think one of the biggest problems with this movie is overreach. Um, because it's trying to do a lot. It's trying to be like a, a, like a deep, significant film that is also a superhero movie. Because it, it, there is some interesting stuff being said and, and kind of experimented with. But it's just not good enough. Like the whole it's thing safe. about it's a safe movie. That's what it is. It, it, it didn't. It's not. It's not trying to take any risks as far as the script or the story that it wanted to tell. Well, see, I, I don't know if I agree with that specifically. I think it's. I think it's the opposite. I mm. think, or, or rather, I think. I think that they went the safe route in tr and, and 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 for something where they should have been more experimental. Okay. So or not experimental, but like like a little ballsier. Yeah. So, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is a political thriller, right? No, no bones about that. We're talking about uh, 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 surveillance technology. We're talking about um, the you know sort of like the, the overall police state and shit. This movie is talking about you know the fact that the JSA show up and like Hawkman's whole deal is like you know we're here to promote like you know uh, worldwide justice and blah blah bullshit. And all he's doing is somebody showed up, basically, and a, a Middle Eastern nation now has a WMD. And yeah, the, yeah, American, yeah. the American superheroes showed up and they're like, you can't have that. Um, they didn't do a good enough job, A, making the hero heroes seem like dickheads. Um, and B, really leaning into the fact that it was very telly, not very showy. Really leaned in the idea that um, by having, um, you know, what does it mean when an independent nation is able to stand on its own, like properly stand on its own? You know, when you have a, a, a country that has been, has just seen dictator after dictator for, you know, thousands of years, just people who are only there to take advantage of the natural resources, um, and who don't give a shit about the people when they're finally empowered what does that look like and why is that automatically scary like there's so many interesting things you could do with that and this movie is just doesn't really do much of anything with it yeah. um and i think i think if, if what mike had said in terms of it being like very paint by numbers i think it would have been more successful because it's it wouldn't spread itself so thin um and god damn did we get expo exposition about black adam there's so much like just speech after speech from people about this character and the, and the flashbacks and all this yeah. shit. Uh, yeah it was uh, you know the, the thing that irked me about it was like i'm not a hero i'm not a hero i'm not a hero because i and, and and how do you know that? Because he keeps saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Like again, like you said, too showy, not tell. Like it, or yeah, too telly, not showy. Like it. And Black Adam in the comic books. Correct me if I'm wrong. He is ultimately a villain. Correct. He's certainly more anti-hero. He. Yeah. It, it's 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 like what if Doctor Doom wasn't such a dick? Like if you if if. if because because that's the whole thing like doom does care about latveria but he mostly cares about latveria in so much as it reflects on him black adam is like conduct is my country 
It's where I live and I will protect my people no matter what. So if you try to come to my house and start some shit, I will vaporize you. And and like it it is it is a like he loves his people and his people love him. Yeah. Um and he's on some like proper Malcolm X shit where it's like any means necessary I will fuck you up if you try to hurt my people uh or yeah. or, or take advantage of my country. Um and with this it was a lot of like uh, I'm just kind of a dick and uh I don't know. Um I'm not a hero. Could try to make me a hero. Um uh, like what is his motivation in the movie? What's he trying to do? He's just there. Yeah, that's a good point. Somebody woke me up. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, kids, they're tr- go back to bed. Four in the goddamn morning. <laughs> Which like yeah, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just saying like like that would be an angle. That would be something to explore of like all he wants to do is literally be left alone. Like on, on some incredible Hulk shit, like he showed up, people started shooting at him. He saved this woman mostly because like she was there and they were aggressors. Um, even if it what would have been a really interesting idea would, would be if you know there's that moment when she's like, you know, you saved me, you know, you didn't know who I was, and your first instinct was to save me, you know, that's what a hero does. And he goes, I didn't even realize you were in the room. Like all he did was just show he, he gets summoned, he shows up, people start attacking him, he kills all of them, and then he leaves. And she misinterprets that. You saved me. No. Like, that could be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because that's a good point, too, because he literally was just like, they're shooting at me. So, and he said something about, like, bad magic or something like that, which, you know, ha, 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 ha. See, I thought that was dope. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) Your magic is weak. I thought that was great. It had more impact because he said it in whatever that language was, Kandaharian or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Yeah. He says that in English in his, you know, like his rock way of doing things. Like, I'm all right. You know what? Let me be the, the asshole in the room here. Do it. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, talking directly to you. You're great, man. I love you. I think you're wonderful. If you're listening, you're and we know that you are. Yeah. We know you are. I mean, obviously. Um, you're half black, you're half Samoan playing a Middle Eastern character. I'm not calling you out for this, but like this just seems like an opportunity for a Middle Eastern character or a Middle Eastern actor to do this. And like, I'm not saying would it have made it any better because ultimately it's the star power. That's it's, it's his thing. I mean, this is his baby. He's been wanting to make this movie for how long now? 15 years, 15 years, 2007. So, yeah. So, like, obviously, he has a connection to the character. Since right? he had hair. Yeah, since he, <laughs> since, <laughs> since, he, since, he was, since he was wearing a turtleneck and a gold chain. The, um, the fucking, like, literally the, the, the press announcement, like, the pub. The, it was, the, like, the, this the, month, 2007. The, the image they used was when he had a full head of hair. Jesus. <laughs> so, that's, not... a, that's a full PR change for him. All I'm saying is, is like, I think that there's been a lot of discussion about this in, in recent years with characters and like having representation. I, 
all I can say is, is like, at least it wasn't a white dude. Like, at least they didn't like (laughs) whitewash this character. But like, there's still a certain amount of like, I mean, I guess you can kind of get away with the fact that like, Kandarian or whatever, yeah, Kandar, like, Kandar. Yeah, thank you. No, yeah, not 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 Kandar. Yeah. (laughs) Too many damn K A N. Like, yeah, okay. Um. It's it's pretty obvious that this is supposed to be a Middle Eastern country. Like, oh yeah. Like, I'm I'm not calling him out for this. I'm just saying like, there's a little bit that that was the first thing I thought. I was like, ha, fun. Okay, this is what we're doing. And like. There's going to be the response of like, well, you know, they're actors. Yeah. But this is something that we're, we're looking at now in our modern age. I think if anybody has the carte blanche to do it, it's him because he's so well beloved. I think he can get away with it. If that makes sense. Yeah. And, and like, this is, this is right when he was really starting to kind of come into his own and and get into movies yeah, I, no, I think that's right around the time he had his uh, his um, his tooth fairy haircut. Like that's it's not not too many years after that. It's when is is he looks the same. Um, and yeah, it took a, it took several years and 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 a little more clout to get this done. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and, and part of that is because um, with this, because originally he was supposed they were gonna just thrust them in with the Shazam movie because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, um, I know he he's not credited as a producer but he, you know he talked he's talked about it like being very involved in in that movie and like the script that they were doing for that because he was originally offered the role of Shazam and then offered the basically options that you can play Shazam or Black Adam and he ultimately went with uh, went with Black Adam Um but he was originally you know uh, part of it was that was him originally supposed to supposed to be in that movie but then thinking or the the thought was that there's not enough time in this in the Shazam movie to do all of the Billy Batson backstory do all of the Black Adam backstory and tell a story and tell a story that ultimately ends up bringing them together in, in like a concise way while doing justice to both of their origins which is why originally when they moved to being a, a solo project, like solo movies. Which, I mean, if I'm being honest, I call bullshit on that because this feels very much like an eco trip. This feels like he wanted to do his own movie with this character, yeah. which is fine. Like, I mean, it's not the first time an actor would be, you know, making decision based on how it would make them look. Oh, yeah. um, but I mean, shit. Creed 2. Creed 2 does a great job of showcasing Adonis and where he is and then comparing that and then like weighing that against uh, uh, Drago and Dra- well, Drago's son and where he is and how he's functioning. And you get these parallel storytelling throughout the entire movie of, you know, Adonis who, who like is in the lap of luxury, who grew up uh, uh, the you know the son of a rich man, um, and then you get Ivan Drago and his kid who are living in like asshole Siberia. Like their job seems to be like 
not even the making of just the moving of cinder blocks um they you know they they he's he's hitting this like high-end gym and 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 doing all this you know this really fancy exercise shit and then draco and his kid are just doing like you know the fucking uh uh punch out shit where ivan is in the little little like minivan and his son is running in the cold um and like yeah you could absolutely have done black adam um as just like the 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 darker sort of like reflection of what billy could have ended up becoming um so yeah i i've always felt like you know that just that was just a, a, an ego excuse of like no no, no I, just, I just want to do my own movie yeah it, which which does also beg the question kind of going forward of whether or not i doubt he will but you guys know about like his his movie rule right uh no ever since he's been in the fast uh franchise he basically has a mandated in each of his uh in each of his uh movies that he either wins he if he when he gets into fights he either wins or it ends in a draw he does he is not he does not lose that is some sad shit right there how the fuck is that gonna work with uh with super with black adam yeah that's Uh, Well, because I mean, what will probably end up happening? It'll probably his fights with Superman will just be in, will just end up in the draw, and so they are inevitably forced to team up for whatever the bigger threat is for it. That's fucking weak, man. Hey. <laughs> that is, that no. is, <laughs> man. Like yeah. over time, my respect for for Dwayne Johnson is just like. <laughs> Chip it away, like chipped away at, like, oh, come on, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that is some that is some Tom Cruise apple box shit. That's also yeah. um, that that comes from wrestling. Yeah, because like for instance, Hulk Hogan used to have that kind of pull, and like wouldn't lose matches. And like I went and saw. I can't. I think it was SummerSlam or whatever event it was at the. Uh, it was the Verizon Center, you know, now the Capital One Arena in DC, and it was Hulk Hogan versus Shawn Michaels, you know, like an icon of the '80s versus an icon of the '90s, and this is like in like 2004, 2005, 2006, somewhere in that range, right? And Hogan ends up winning the match, but Shawn Michaels, the whole match is overselling every move. So if you're not familiar with wrestling and what overselling is, is imagine like you get punched in the face and being super over dramatic yeah. Yeah. with everything. That's what Shawn Michaels was doing. Every time he would get knocked down, he would flip around on the mat and like roll around and kick his feet and just all sorts of crazy shit. And at one point, like Hulk Hogan's putting him in like an arm bar and you hear him go, ah, ah, you're doing it too hard, Hulk. Like shit like that. Like that as soon as you said like oh he doesn't lose like he only wins or draws i'm like that sounds like some wrestling shit yep like i once i'm big enough i never lose like that's that's fucking weak dude yeah i wonder if he's gonna oversell shit like when superman punches him in the face like he used to when stone cold would give him the it was <laughs> yeah. that was the first that was literally the first thing i thought of just like, now he gets stunned and then like <laughs> flips over like a like a like a fucking domino like flipping over on its end like... <laughs> oh man yeah uh, i would say with uh with this movie too yeah 
there there are two things that I think I wish they that I wish they had done. One is I wish they had established like I, we all will know this because we're familiar. But I wish they had done a better job of, of like drawing a connection between Hawkman and Teth from before. From before, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like that could that it would have made their it would have made a lot of their conflict much later in the film. Uh, it, it could have it, like I love their dynamic. I will say it was one of the enjoyable things was the back and forths between uh, Aldous and and, and the Rock. But I re- like. It, it was right there to be had and they just, they didn't do it. So I, w- I kind of wish they had, they, they had done more with that. Um, and then the other thing too is like, I, I, I really liked Dr. Fate, but it's, he didn't feel like, I feel like they nerfed, they nerfed him heavily in this movie in particular from what I know his power set to, to be. And also like the fact that, you know, he just kept taking the helmet on and off. Which was which was definitely a choice, and also <laughs> even uh, what's his name picking up the helmet and like not immediately getting asked whether he wants to make a deal. That was also kind of kind of kind of weird to me. But well, ultimately, I, I did like his portrayal. Ultimately, though, the fact that like again, single lines establishing like being being used as like Easter eggs and establishing like greater uh over connection or, or like a connection overall and um so obviously just we did a piece of shit um <laughs> but one of the things he did really well is he when he was brought on for avengers captain america was still in development and he took a pass at the script and he didn't do he didn't change a lot of big story beats but he did add in a lot of little details one of my favorites being uh, when they go to the World's Fair, there's that camera sweep across the fair. And in a glass container is the Human Torch, the original android. Mm. Now, if you don't know who that is, you're like, all right, that's a thing, whatever. Yeah, You wouldn't even pay attention. You probably wouldn't even notice he's there. But if you do, it, it, it adds this whole extra little bit. When Dr. Fate is talking about the fact that Hawkman is going to die. The fact that Carter wasn't like, it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for that. I'm like, come on. Acknowledge the, the reincarnation thing. Yeah. Acknowledge like doing? the deeper doing? meaning of things. For it. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. And like, <laughs> it's, it's that kind of stuff from like, you spent all this time saying all these things and you didn't take the time to to really say like the little stuff that does add world building that does think make the, do, do that kind of stuff effectively, and that's really frustrating. Ah, you know what else is frustrating? When you realize that Doctor Fate died for nothing, because he can see multiple realities, right? Like, explain to me how you had to have Black Adam incarcerated thousands of miles away. When you knew that that dark, I can't even remember the, the um, Sabak, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. When you knew that Sabak was going to come, that he was coming, and that that's how you or Hawkman was going to die, you knew that that was going to happen. So why did you fucking let him get put? You literally can be like, we have him under control, and we'll get him to your facility, Amanda Waller, soon. 
because he knows something. Like that's fucking weak. Like, like you said, there were issues, there were issues with the story. And I remember I'm watching the movie because I just watched it a few hours ago. I'm watching the movie and I'm sitting there and I'm like, hold up, why are we killing this guy when he knows the? Because Pierce Brosnan only signed on for one movie. Yeah, yeah. Was. Even <laughs> though, even though he's been he's been talking like, oh yeah, they, you know, we the, the door is definitely open for more. I mean, like we doing prequels? What's what's happening yeah. here, folks? Yeah. Well, I mean, technically they did. They just didn't really say anything. There are prequel comics for Black Adam movie that focus on each JSA member. If but I remember I, correctly, though, the JSA, so we're in the same universe so the jsa and the justice league both exist like we're gonna call one the justice league and one's the just like the like I don't justice under- society yeah like yeah it, that's what i'm saying is like are these the same universe are they not the same universe like what the they fuck are. is going on like because i always i was under the impression that they were different what isn't that the isn't that the case that like the JSA, oh they're different teams yeah yeah they're not yeah. different teams but like different like like earth one, oh one, oh, one, oh one, yeah like, well yeah they, they i think Rambo, you would know better than me, but like, didn't they? It was like a way for them to keep using those old characters, so they just made them Earth Two, and so, Justice League be the regular Justice League be uh, Earth Prime or Earth One. That was that was essentially the the original idea. Was like the first time the Justice League meets the JSA, um, it was like you know uh, communication over dimensions kind of shit. Okay, um, and then when Christ on Infinite Earth happened in the eighties. Uh, they retcon it so that the JSA were the heroes from World War II. So they were all superheroes from back in the 30s and 40s, and the Justice Society and the Justice League were all the modern superheroes. Okay. So yeah, it's, yeah. That's I mean, it's be- also just like you know further evidence that the Warner Bros. is not fucking done. Yeah, um, it is going to beg the question <laughs> of just like. Again, I said earlier, like, just kind of where were they when all this, when all this, the shit that, the shit with uh, Injustice League happened or yeah. BBS, like, mm-hmm. yeah, and, where, like, it, where was Billy? Like, where was Shazam? That's my other question. Like, was he just not there? Like, it didn't dawn on him that well, maybe the, the, the dark version of him, like that the wizard literally warned him about in fucking Shazam. Well, the, like, hey, we didn't have a test the first time, but now the we actual do. Plot yeah. from the like, first movie. what the fuck, man? Like, man, I, I will say, do. I will say, as far as little details are concerned, I was very happy. Yeah, that they gave Jamin Hansu locks and not that stupid party city fucking wig and beard that they gave him in the first and in fucking party, Shazam. Party city that he actually had, you know. The, the facial hair and the, the you know, the scalp hair <laughs> that a black man would grow. And, <laughs> oh, not God, fucking, that not shit a clown. so bad. Here, put this clown wig on. You'll be fine. We'll get it in place. Which is even funnier because you get that that quick, like, like one or two uh, shot image from Shazam. And he's got that stupid, ugly fucking wig. And then you see him again. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's what you're supposed to look like. I mean, like to MC's point, though, we don't know when in the timeline this is, so it's entirely yeah. possible that like it's before. This takes place before the events of Shazam. Yeah, which if that's that, when does Shazam take place though in the timeline? Do we know? I mean, as far as I know, it takes place pretty much in continuity with everything else. Like it's somewhere post Justice League. Aww. Aww. 
That was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, Katie, I, I muted my mic because I thought she had a question for me. She didn't. She just wanted to come and give me a kiss. Oh, you guys missed it. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I don't know when. I mean, I don't think they know either. Like to be perfectly honest. Oh yeah, hundred well, percent. Yeah, because yeah. it does beg the question of you have a ten-year plan, but then you have movies that were already in development. You apparently already have such script for the flash sequel before the first one is even out uh that's how long it took their 10 year <laughs> plan is like the the project that you told your parents in middle school that you were working on for months but you really were just going to throw it together like the sunday before school like it yeah like it there's no plan like they're just throwing this shit together at the last second and like what yeah and like after that investors call, like it's clear that Hollywood didn't believe them either about this ten year plan. This is why all their stocks completely dropped. Oof. Yeah. Like no one, no one, no one believes in whatever, whatever their plan, whatever their plan was. Yeah. Even though, transition point, they, you know, just made some exciting new hires that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I think that's the perfect pivot point. And what we'll actually do is we are going to make that a second episode. So uh, make sure you tune into At The Diner so you can hear the follow-up, the conversation that we're going to have that is going to be talking about James Gunn, about Henry Cavill, about all the cool news that's going on at DC because um, it's about fucking time that they had some good news for him. Um, so big thanks to Mr. James Rambo. Big thanks to Mr. MC Brooks as always, fellas. Appreciate you. Um, if you're stuck in this long and you listen to all the spoilers we just gave and you still haven't seen Black Adam, go see it. It's, I mean, yeah, it's worth your time. Yeah, and like, yeah again, like it's, it's cool to see The Rock, like, you know, busting heads and shit. And that, that's always fun. You've um, seen worse movies. Yes. Yeah, agreed. for sure. Indisputably, you've seen worse movies. Yeah, and, and don't leave until the credits are done because Superman shows up. It's fucking sick. Um, Surprise! Oh my <laughs> ah, nerds! There you go. <laughs> I told you at the beginning of this podcast there was absolutely spoilers. there is there is, and we've already talked about it multiple times. It's fine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, guys, we're out of here. Uh, tune into the next episode, and remember, together there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!